It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEM. All thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. This week, our guest is Aussie cricket comedian, the 12th man, Billy Birmingham. Do you ever think back and go, f- and how lucky was I that you came up in like the zenith of CDs? Just like today, you. I've you can't. Got, I've said it, you know, so many times. Because you don't you know, do like you don't like, like doing live, so it would have been no, hard to make Jimmy, it uh, Jimmy, and uh, the Inexcess Boys, the Oils. You know, we all had our glory height days. of our careers when the CD was like, look at this great new little bit of technology, and look at this. You know, people thought it was so cool that twenty nine ninety five mm. for a CD seemed reasonable, mm. whereas in fact there was a lot of fat in that. <laughs> that retail price <laughs> I've heard for everybody, yeah. you know, for the artist and whatever. Yeah. And then and Jimmy used to say, yeah, bastard, Birmingham. you don't have to divvy yours up amongst five people. <laughs> yeah, you travel with a toothbrush. Um, yeah, because those guys all got full, you know, like everything, yeah, full yeah. gear on the road and there's five guys and a manager. I never had a manager or no. agent or anything. So now we, the halcyon days of the CD being a new piece of technology, mm. price of people were paying for it, they were good days. <laughs> How'd the cassette go? I sold more cassettes than I did records in the start, you know, when it was, when it was only on, on LP and cassette. <laughs> I sold way more cassettes because blokes wanted to put it in their top pocket and take it around to their mate's place and whatever, Such play it in weird. the car. Such a weird... Oh, you'd, play you'd walk around with it on you? Yeah, no, yeah, well, but exactly. like you're taking a cassette yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah. but, but they, they yeah. play it in the car away from the tender ears of mum and the kids. Yeah. And the number of kids whose first exposure to high-quality swearing <laughs> uh, was, was their dad letting them listen to the 12th man with a promise, don't tell your mother. You know, so they... They'd be 12 or 13 yeah. and Dad sort of thinks, oh, they love their cricket and stuff, you know, and they know Richie Bono. Have a listen. The kids, a lot, of, a lot of kids have said to me, mate, the first... Fletch said to you, didn't he? He said, oh, yeah, it was, he uh, said like, well, all my brothers, they used to listen to this 12th man thing and oh, I just loved the swearing and I didn't appreciate the humour until I got a bit older. Well, that was me when I was young and even now, like, when I, I like, will hear stuff back and I'm like, holy <laughs> I didn't get the joke at all. Yeah. I just thought it was funny you were saying... Or, yeah, you know. young kids bought my records just to hear Richie Beno say f- Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they admitted that. Because didn't you have one where, like, that you weren't allowed, you had to have, like, a, a, a bleeped side and then a... No, I just did that because on a cassette, you know, like a full-length album on both sides, and because my stuff was, like, a story, wasn't like tracks. Mm-hmm. So I put the whole story on one side unexpurgated, and then on the other side I put the edited version so you can play it to your grandma or people yeah. who... And the funny thing about that was, and a lot of people still talk to me about it once you know, Andrew G, who's now... From Channel V. Osher, Andrew from Channel V. <laughs> he texted me the other day too. I hadn't spoken to him for yonks. Anyway, Andrew V from Channel G, or Andrew G from Channel V, remembered this. Mm. I took 
all of the swear words back in the days when you, you know these days you can do it digitally but we had to get it on tape and literally razor blade out <laughs> all the things that were in there and then and then you know, make the master make the master for the clean version yeah. and I said to Paul, can I have a listen to all of the edited bits? Like, join them all up. It was just... <laughs> it was just... <laughs> just all these swear words and things. That, in different inflections yes, piss, and different... Yeah, exactly. Sort of like... all, I thought, you know, people don't get up straight away to turn the cassette player off. When the edited version finished, now the clean version with all the beeps in it, let the tape run for about 25 seconds. And then I come up with... The previous program originally contained material that some people may have found offensive. In order to maintain community standards, the producers decided to remove <laughs> and it was just his <laughs> the people have gone to all the trouble of playing grandma the clean version. And then they're lying back, you know, oh, what do you think of that? And then twenty seconds later you get this barrage. And guys have told me over the years that they learned the shitting piss load. Like the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, actually learned the <laughs> 30 second swear words edited together. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. That's good stuff. That's good. I remember once hearing, I don't know if you told me or if Tom said that yeah, you were you were quite big in England, weren't you? But, oh, mate, but, they, just, but they've pirated you yeah, massive. Archie the was most... just in a cab over in London at the moment, uh, like when he was over there to watch Bam Bam and he was in a cab yeah. and the guy was like, oh, I want to come out to Australia and meet the 12th man. And he yeah. was like, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he starts rattling off all, the, buddy, rattling off all, the, all the names and stuff. That was great. When I did this little tour of the UK in 99, every radio station, because yeah, I didn't know, you know how much explanation I would have to give mm. to all these journos. But would Richie, just for context, would Richie do stuff in the summer over there? Like, were they, were they oh, yeah. aware who he was? Yeah, he was there yeah. when I was there. Yeah, yeah. That was when I met him. I saw him in the f- I was about to do Jonathan Agnew on the BBC mm. at the Oval, my first interview, Richie over behind a pot plant on the phone to someone. Everywhere I went, they all knew who I was and all pulled out the TDK cassette with handwritten 12th man on it. I was just absolutely blown away, figuring, you know, if that's the media, what about all the cricket clubs and stuff that, mm-hmm. you know? So Were you on sale over there? I went over, I did a special double album for the 99 World Cup. And unfortunately, the 99 World Cup was such a big deal in the UK that every man and his dog, including my record company, went on holidays. So there was just no record company support at all. There was no kind of point of sale, let's, let's, you know, put him on the front counter with a little small display. They stuck me down, three floors down, mm. with Monty Python and all these other, you know, comedians. Yep. Mine was like a timing thing, you know, like I was there for the World Cup yeah. and I'm doing interviews and stuff. You need to be, you need to have some point of sale, you need to have, that's that guy we heard about. So, no, from a PR point of view, great tour. You know, I didn't have to explain to anyone who the f- I was or what I did. Mm. But from a sales point of view, disaster. But all your albums, though, were they all available over there? Like, just generally speaking? No, none of them. So none of them were over no. there. They just, it was all they're like, all, they're all, and all guys, guys coming out for school boys. They'd buy some copies, what? take them home, make copies for their mates. Journos saying to me, mate, Loved it. Literally, one night I sat up, made a hundred copies. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They're telling me as if I want to hear this. You know, would I they think, sell right? it? Huh? Would they make the copies and sell them? 
No, just, just give it to people. Give them out. It's almost worse. Just somehow. give it to people. They think you want to hear that? Oh, yeah, did you sit up and do 100 copies? Thanks, mate. Where's <laughs> yeah. my invoice book? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the population of the UK was about 62 million. I reckon my bootleg audience in the UK would have been more than my genuine audience in Australia. Isn't that crazy? Were you aware that anyone gave a f- England firstly, but also like as a record company, would they be like, we should be trying to sell this overseas? Like, no, is there the, ever an opportunity to do all the of boss the of my of record it? company in Australia was a pom, and he liked my stuff. He really liked it, and he said, "I'll send you over there." He picked up my flight and hotel bill and whatever, but he was working in Australia, so he really didn't have a lot of control over the at EMI UK. Right? They just like summer, you know, they went on holidays and just left me hanging yeah okay meeting richie benno on the first day that i arrived was great because it gave me an anecdote for the whole three-week tour (laughs) i did a few interviews in london uh the first one being at the oval with jonathan agnew and that was the day you know i'm waiting for him and there's both of them and viv richards and boycott and all these people walking around and i was a bit nervous a few heavies and then you know there's richie i just had that voice yeah all right love Oh, well, I'll see you then. And I'm thinking, is that someone doing me or is that Richie? And it was there he was behind a tree on the phone. And I'd never seen him head to toe. I don't How long have you been him. doing it for at this point? Nine, did you say 99? 99. The hell, and you've no, never no. seen never him? Never met him. Never. So what's that, 20 years? Started in 84. So that's 16 years. I'd never seen him from head to toe. I'd only ever seen him from the waist up. Was he, was he Sitting tall? in the was CCP, he, the Central Committee. How big Committee. was he? Uh, taller than I thought. Had glasses on. For some reason, the mobile phone looked like a foreign implement in his hands. And, uh, and so he starts walking back to wherever the f*** he was going. And I've said to my PR guy, there's Richie. Oh, I said, are you going to say good day? I said, I've never met him. He said, he did a head snap. What, you've been doing this for 16, never met him? I said, no, I'd spoken to him on the phone. And he said... Isn't that wild? 16 years. Never met him, but I'd spoke because I sent him copies of the record, you know, attack being the best form of defence and sent him platinum records, invited him to piss-ups and stuff that he... Mm. Respectfully declined. (laughs) This guy said, you haven't met him? You're going to say something? I said, I have to. Mm. I just jumped in front of him and said, Richie, (laughs) (laughs) some things you can't put off forever, mate. Billy Birmingham, how you going? Basically, I had my hand and stayed on the move. I know. It was almost moonwalking away from me, <laughs> yeah. uh, thinking, well, I've got to be polite here, but really, if I stop, it means we're going to chit-chat. Mm. Uh, and I don't really want to do that. Either <laughs> that or he genuinely had to get back to the uh, CCP. Yeah. Well, he uh, may have. He may have. Do you exactly. have, the, do you have I, the bone on? He did have a bone on after he met me, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, moonwalking away from me and said, oh, Billy, uh, what a strange place to be uh, seeing you. Uh, which, of course, it was. And I said, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, what are you doing over here? And I said, well, I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm here to spread the word on. <laughs> Take the mickey out of you guys. Oh, I think we were supposed to meet on a golf course sometime in the past, and I had no idea what he's talking about. I said, oh, Mike, I'd love to have a hit with you one day. From what I hear, uh, you'd be uh, much better than me, or some reference yeah, to yeah, me yeah. being a good golfer. Again, I'm, I don't know where he got that from. <laughs> but anyway, off he went. That was my first interview in the UK, and then I was about to do a couple more interviews in London, fly to Edinburgh, because Scotland were in the World Cup for the first time ever. Didn't have a sponsor, and I offered them 
pounds to have the 12th man emblazoned oh, really? across their jersey. I've never heard that. And I still have one of my treasured possessions, the letter from the Scottish Cricket Board, <laughs> politely saying, we don't think it's the right way to get the young people into the game. <laughs> well, that's, it's well, the perfect Yeah, way. that's exactly the Absolutely. way to do it. Perfect. He's also got, just in terms of like prize possessions, is it, do you have your folder of like great emails that you send where it's like, you know. Yeah, the email hall of fame. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's got an email hall of fame. I've got the email hall of fame. Who's in it? Oh, just record companies and stuff. People who f***ed up. You know, know, from the depths of your abysmal ignorance. What (laughs) are you doing? Um, (laughs) You know, I lob into Edinburgh thinking, f***. They're not a cricket town. They're in the World Cup for the first time, but sure enough, I'm going to. BBC Edinburgh, and this guy just says, well, we've been laughing at him for years, and now finally we can put a face to the name. Every one of them was just like a welcome mat, you know? Mm. They all knew who the f*** I was. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply, so visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.